Hello, my name is Paul Harvey and I am a midlife coach and you are listening to a life, passion and business shortcast. Now over the last few years I have spoken to hundreds of people and I've discovered that our story is everything because what we do, feel or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. This shortcast is a bite-sized episode to explore the ingredients of a good life. We bring out the thoughts, tips and tools so you can try them on for size. So let's explore and see what is possible. Hello and time for another reflection. And today we're discussing assumptions and bias. So where is your bias? Are you biased? Well, to be honest, it's a strict question because we all are. We all have a natural bias. It's almost impossible to get off it unless we make ourselves aware of it. We're surrounded by bias. Our media will have a political bias. The friends we have will have a bias. We, we, we will associate people with similar views and that creates a status bias or some form of... You know, the mainstream media in the UK and also politics are demonising people coming to this country on small boats. And now there are a lot of them, I appreciate that, but they're using words to describe these people as non-human, like an invasion. It's creating a bias against them. Trends in AI are deemed to be biased. Uh, AI has been found to have a race bias. And of course, race bias is one of the biggest factors affecting civilization. We we see this everywhere. Cultures have a natural bias. So there's this thing in it. It's all there. It's funny, I had a, this week I had a, a very visceral form of bias. And this is the, what you would call confirmation bias. And that's basically where you take the information you've got and you confirm it to me, to think to mean what you think it does. So my wife has been asking me about the stain appearing on the ceiling of the downstairs bathroom. And the upstairs bathroom is directly above it. Now I looked at the mark a few weeks ago and I assumed it was caused by the shower. And I didn't consider it any further. So my wife has been reminding me about it and I walk in and I don't look up. I hadn't given any consideration. In my mind, there was no possibility that water could be coming from the upstairs bathroom because there's no water at that end of the room. Or so I thought. On Friday, she reminded me again and said, look, look at this and tell me it's not the same thing. And I did look at it and my God, it was a big patch and in the wrong place because it could not have been the shower. I discovered, having gone upstairs, a very, very tiny leak on a feed to the toilet, which I I had glanced at it before and not considered that it would even possibly leak. And that little tiny leak has been going at it for months. And I was getting messages Because when the bathroom door was closed upstairs, there would be a smell. And I assumed it was the drains, not dampness in the floor. And there were other clues as well that I was completely ignoring. It turns out it's quite a serious leak and we no longer have an upstairs bathroom that we can use before it's repaired. Okay, so that's a first world problem. But the casing point of my assumption is that there was nothing could possibly be wrong up there. And I refused to look at what was actually happening. It's funny how these conversations seem to roll together in groups. I was in a, I was running yesterday and, you know, having just had that experience on Friday and, and Saturday, I was running yesterday and listened to a podcast with Michael Liebright called Cleaning Up. Uh, and he interviews people about big the projects about cleaning up the world and moving towards a transition with energy and things. He was talking to Professor Bent Flyberg about large projects and why they fail. So the professor has been doing work on leadership and he's discovered that all of the huge projects, many of the huge projects like nuclear reactors or bridges or big roads or big things fail 
to come in on budget and on time. In fact, only 10, less than 10% of them ever, ever achieve this. And there are a variety of reasons for this, but the most predominant one is a form of bias. A bias in the decision-making process of the leaders in, in the process of actually putting these projects together. And that's either overconfidence in something, or that's, it's, it's either going to be um, making assumptions about the process. So the point about it is, all these conversations are about belief and a story. And bias is caused by those stories. As I said, it unfolds in politics every day. We know that politics can be very partisan in some countries. And that means people will not vote for something just because the other side do. They can be totally against, biased against a, an issue just because the other side want it. We see it in social media. We, see it in, we can see it in, in the hiring decisions. And I suspect bias comes out in purchase decisions. People buy from a company based on a bias decision around the owner or the circumstances. In fact, you know, I know from my own experience, over the years I've done various courses with different marketing gurus, and I have a judgment on some of those materials. So when I see those, those um, people come up in my feed again, I won't even look at their materials because of my previous bad experience with them. Now, what's to say they haven't now discovered the secret source that I ought to be actually looking at? Hmm. There's a clue there, isn't it? The whole thing was based on my previous experience and a story that I'm running. That when I experienced their materials last time, it wasn't very good. So this one can't be any better. Now look, this is not to dump on us all. Because at the end of the day, the reason we have these bias and make these assumptions is a shortcut. Our brains are always looking for shortcuts. We want to have quick solutions to problems and we don't have to think about it. So if we've already made a decision some time ago based on previous facts, there's no reason to change that decision now and we've suddenly got a shortcut and we can move on. And that's the problem because that bias gets us into trouble. Me and my bathroom, good example. A confirmation bias happens in, in major accidents. It's, it's one of the biggest causes of air, air disasters. I mean, there are not many of them, but uh, you know, the, the, it's due to the fact that pilots in these situations make an assumption of the data they're getting. And with that assumption, they take action, which often is wrong because they've misinterpreted the data. Well, not very often, thankfully, but it does happen when it happens. We have conscious and unconscious bias. Every business in the land, well, certainly in the UK, and I'm assuming probably the same in the US, have a hiring policy. And because of publicity around it, these policies will be very specific around race and gender to ensure that people are not being discriminated against when they are hired. And that was deliberate policy put in to stop racial bias. Now, I'm sure these things get thwarted and I'm, thinking, I'm sure there's still there's still other bias goes on, but it, it's there. It's, you know, it's, a, it's a conscious choice that we, we do. You know, we, we don't do this. We don't make judgments against people based on that. So the question is, how do we move beyond this? How do we get above the space so we can move beyond and through our bias? Well, it's not as simple as it may seem because it is. These things have built up over time. If you're making big decisions, it's always worth taking multiple 
viewpoint on the decision. Explore the wider perspective. If you've made a decision, ask people if it's the right decision. Test your assumptions. If you come to a hard no on something, ensure, explore why it's a hard no. What is about your hard no that feels that it must be a no? None of this work is easy because we're dealing with our our beliefs. We are working with some things that are fundamentally in core to who we are and they have to be unpacked. What is really important when we look at these from the perspective of where did that belief come from? Is it coming from my own experience or coming from something I have been told? Now, I already mentioned, you know, the manipulative media that we experience and how people coming to the UK in small boats are being demonised. That kind of thought process seeps into people and they automatically make decisions because that information has been put into them. So it really is beholden to us to make sure that we are conscious of our bias. As part of my ongoing coach training, I've been asked many times about where are my biases and I list them on a regular basis. I keep a list of ongoing things where I've made decisions and I've come up with, hmm, that probably wasn't a good decision based on that thing. I I would consciously run a list of who I could work with and who would I struggle with based on my bias. And if I was in a situation where it got triggered, I would become, I would seek help to hold me conscious. I've not been in a direct coaching situation where it's come up, but it might, who knows? It might, that's for sure. I think it's come up on the podcast actually with some guests. And I have to be careful with my, what I say and because I'm conscious that I have a, a judgment going on, a judgment running about something. And it's about staying neutral. It's really interesting and it's really quite interesting to do. If you're, if you're in a leadership position, it's really important that you get people to challenge you when you're making decisions. It's not going to be easy to get to be challenged, but it really is important to have that. Because when you get challenged, you get to look at why you're making the decision. Look at the biases that might come in according to that. We are so conditioned to being right and we don't have to be right all the time. What we want is the best outcome. And that might mean someone else is right. So if you're looking to explore this stuff and unpack it, your first place to start would be a journal. Challenge your thoughts in your journal. Ask yourself, where does this fit with my values? And use the latter technique to take the conversation down into what it means each time. So if you had that conversation like, well, it's those sort of people. Well, who are those sort of people? What is it about those sort of people that bothers you? You can see the kind of line of thinking. Ah, well, it's those sort of people that do this. You, You can kind of work your way down a list until you get to something which has triggered you, that has triggered you. There will be something at the bottom of that list which is feeding the bias. And if you get nowhere with it, you you don't get anywhere with it, then you know that it came from some external source. I remember asking one of my family members who was being particularly disparaging about a politician some years ago, oh, why is it that you you think that? And it was because he is. Well, who said he is? Well, they all say it. 
And suddenly you realise that the conversation they had was entirely generated by media influence and nothing to do with their own experience or any logic that they had put to it. There was nothing they could say that this politician had done that they disagreed with. They were just going on what everyone else had said. Anyway, I think that's probably enough on that subject for this week. If you want any help with things like this, with exploring your bias or exploring focus or exploring anything that takes your life forward, then check out the website lifepassionandbusiness.com where there are resources for you to find this stuff and all sorts of coaching options. If you want to rebuild your story of your life or find more focus, the details are there and I would love to talk to you. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for being with me on this journey. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you share it with a friend. Like and subscribe and give us five stars because I think we're always worth it. And as always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I will catch you next time. All the best.